Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening people of God. I believe you are all doing well. Shalom, evening everybody. I hope you are all doing well. Wow, glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. God bless you and keep all of you strong. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well with my family. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, all right, all right. I want to welcome all of you to this evening's session of the prophetic training. Now, before we start, those of you who are in the season of examination, I make a prayer for you that the favor of the Lord will locate you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, that the spirit of excellence will be released upon your life in Jesus' precious mighty name. Let the power of God come upon you. I declare that which human strength cannot do academically, let the power of God do it for you in Jesus' mighty name. In your strength, I pray that the gracious Lord will empower you in the name of the Lord Jesus and let what God has started be perfected. You will end up in glory. You will finish this examination and come out with flying colors in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And keep all of you strong in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. It's been a long time. It's been a long time we met. Um, thank God we are here this evening. Hallelujah. And I believe strongly that God will fulfill His will for our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you are here and you are believing God for the fruit of the womb, I declare this is your season. This is your time. Carry your miracle child in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Before the end of this meeting, that man, that woman that is believing God for a child, the gracious Lord will show forth his mercy unto that person in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, we bless God. I want to welcome all of you once again. Let's take a word of prayer and move straight into the word of God. Father, we give you all the praise and the glory. We honor you for such a time as this in your presence. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We count it all joy any moment like this when we come before your presence. For we know that is in your presence that there is fullness of joy. Thank you, mighty God. And this joy of the Lord is our strength. Even as we have come before thy everlasting throne, we know that we shall return in your might and in your power. We know that joy will be our second name. We know that there is nothing that the enemy will do that will cause us to lose faith in thee. In the name of Jesus. For this reason we pray that you help us, O Lord, by your Spirit to stand strong in all things. In the mighty name of Jesus. We pray 
for freshness of revelation. We pray for the spirit of wisdom. We pray for the spirit of understanding. We pray for the spirit of knowledge. And we pray, O Lord, even for the spirit of counsel. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, be our God. Help us, O Lord, open the eyes of our understanding. Cause us to understand the mystical secrets, even of your kingdom, that we shall stand tall and fight with the enemy, even by the victorious crown that you have already given to us. That at the end, your name alone will be glorified. We thank you. Let your word come forth with mighty power. Let it destroy the works of the enemy. And let it impart grace into the heart of your listeners. That at the end, your name alone will be glorified. We honor you, even in Jesus' precious, mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm very, very excited. In fact, I, I mostly get excited when it's time for prophetic training because I believe strongly that in moments like this, the Lord begins to unveil certain secrets even into our hearts that will be the tool that we will use to fight the enemy and conquer him even in the current state of our destinies. Hallelujah. And I want to thank God for the life of my son, Pastor George Imprint. God bless you, my son. I also want to thank God for the life of my son, um, Pastor Dake Praise. God bless you. God bless you. And keep you strong in Jesus' name. Amen. He's been doing a wonderful work behind the scenes. God bless you and keep you strong for me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless all of you, all those who are thinking good of me. Yeah, if you do that thing for me, you have done it for Jesus. You know. And um, God bless you. God bless you. And all those who are thinking evil of me too, God bless you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' name. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. Everything in this universe, everything in this world is about Jesus. And um, we know that as, as we journey even through the scriptures, the Lord will help us understand in the mighty name of Jesus. Can I shock you by saying something? Alright, listen to me. This evening I want to make mention of something and, and talk about something small that I have entitled The Mystery of a Woman. The Mystery of a Woman. The Mystery of a Woman. But before I go into that, I want to start from a certain place so that you all will understand what I want to talk about. Because, you know, one of the things that as Christians we need to have understanding into and about is God's creation. You see, it will be very difficult for you to understand the end if you don't know the beginning. Are you with me? And that is the main reason why, you know, many of us, somebody can tell you that, oh, your end is bright, your end is glorious. But being told of something that is to happen does not mean you really know. Because 
there are so many dimensions of knowledge and the greatest dimension of knowledge is when a man comes to the place of epignosis where he becomes what he knows and that which he knows becomes him i don't know if you are getting what i'm saying it is an experiential dimension now when you go to heaven let me let me even put heaven aside and take you into the spirit realm there are certain dimensions of the spirit realm when you get there and you see a flower and you speak in your mind that ah this flower is beautiful wish the moment you think of the flower something actually happens and what happens is that you it looks like you have become the flower and the flower has become you at that moment strange knowledge about the flower hits you how it started who planted it and how it is going to end everything will be in you at a spot so at that point it will look like you are the flower knowing everything about the flower that is how knowledge in its highest point works in the realm of the spirit hallelujah good now this is how we are knowing god i'm telling you if what we are always doing is knowing about god we are not doing anything and in fact it is a danger to our spiritual work because <laughs> there are dimensions in our work with god if we hit those dimensions and all that we know is what we have read from books even from the bible if all that we know is what we have read it will be very difficult for us to enter into those dimensions in fact there are dimensions in god bible knowledge will not take you there you need to know this one else we will be wasting our time i'm telling the gospel truth because our work with god is not to know about god it is to know god and to know god is for a man to come to a place where just as i explained with the flower it looks like the man has become god and god has become the man so the man knows everything in god just as god knows everything in the man that is why paul said for it shall come to pass a time will come when we will be known even as we are known he said i will know even as i am known are you following this is the main reason why in our work with god we are learning we are knowing to become christ the end of our work with god is to be exactly as christ is and that one is a function of knowledge it is not by reading the bible no i'm not saying reading the bible is <laughs> no that's not what i'm saying but listen to me the bible is a key the bible is a key it is not a door it is a key that is opening doors and when you use that to open the door you enter into the door then you go deep 
into that which is found in the room that you are looking for. That is the reason why many people, you see, sometimes when you begin to speak things as they are, religion will let people speak evil of you. Religion. Because when we were growing up in Sunday school, they told us things. Hmm? This thing you hold in your hand called Bible. The word Bible actually is the word book. The word Bible is the word book. So Bible does not mean God's word. Bible, the word Bible means a book. So there are so many Bibles. Are you following? <laughs> and in fact, the Bible that you have, if you look into it and you begin to read it, you realize that it's not only God's word that is in it. You read the Satan's book. And it, it was written in that. Do you remember that? I hope you know that one. We have the voice of Satan. We have the voice of angels. We have the voice of God. We have the voice of men. Even donkeys. Angels. Amen. This is what... Listen to this. Sit down and begin to think. Else you will let the Bible become like... Somebody said, told me a story, he said, man of God, you know, one woman's house got burnt and the Bible, everything in the house got burnt into ashes, but the Bible did not burn. I said, wow, praise God. And I told the lady, take your own Bible, pour some petrol on it hmm, and set it on fire and see if it will burn or not. <coughs> Oh, you try and see if it will burn or not. Oh, amen. Oh. <laughs> Some of you are already offended. And you see, some of you have not you have not been given access into the realm of the spirit to know some of these things. You will be shocked when you visit a shrine and see a Bible there. Mm. Shrine. Go and ask these occultic people. They give them verses from the book of Psalms so that they will use to conjure spirits. They call spirits using the book of Psalms. Verses from the book of Psalms. And these spirits are not godly spirits. So how do they appear? How can the Bible bring forth another spirit? That is why you need to get understanding. Else you will be, you'll be too religious and you will waste your life. Some of you are too quick to point fingers. You see? Too quick. Right now that I'm saying this thing, somebody has started speaking. Somebody is already insulting me. What I say what are you saying? The Bible is the word of God. Period. That is what I want to know. You see, that is a man that does not want to learn. You, you are not needed here. Shalom. Bye-bye to you. You are not. We are here to learn. We want to know. We, we want to know. <laughs> if it is period to you and you don't want to know anything, bye-bye. You are not needed here. We that we want to know, leave us alone. Let us learn. If you think what we are doing is blasphemy, keep it to yourself.
if it is not blasphemy to God. She, she, she. You see, religion will cause people to lose their brains. They will not think. They will not think. If you tell people, now the Bible said, and the word of God, and the word, and the word became flesh. So who actually is the word that became flesh? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That one they forgot you. Let me just open your eyes on something. You see, when Paul, Peter, and all those people were there, they were not having the, the Bible as we have it now. They were not having it. So how did they know God? How did they know God? The book you are reading called First Corinthians, it was a man by name Paul that wrote it. So when that book had not yet been written, how did Paul know God? You see where the problem is? This is where the problem is. This is where the problem is. So you see, people are being they are under pressure to read the Bible. So they are just reading. Something they just want to kill some kind of you know guilt that hey, the whole of today you have not read your Bible. No. So fast now, whilst they are in Trotsky going to the workplace, they will just open something in the book of Acts and just read something, some you know, one chapter and say, Chalia, right now there, I'm full with the word of God. Something is wrong with you. How did we get here? And there are many people too, they study the script, they will just read the scriptures and study just to come and teach others. Do you know there are people like that? And they don't want to leave what the scriptures are saying. And it is one of the problems of pastors and men of God. Now listen. One of the things you need to know. So you see, there is the main reason many Christians are on this earth. They don't know their end. The main reason why they don't know their end is that they don't know how they began. And if you don't know your beginning and your end, you are like anything that is moving haphazardly on this. You don't even know where you are going. You don't know. Because there are many Christians who are here, they believe that hell is the end and heaven is the end. If you are here and that is your belief, I don't want to say what I wanted to say. But the Lord will be our helper. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. You see, we have refused to know what God is saying in His Word. We have refused. 
May the Lord be our helper. In Jesus' mighty name. Now listen to me. I want to say something before I move on to the mystery of a woman. Listen. When God was creating the world. Now listen. Before God created the entire universe and the multiverses that he has. God was not a creator. Are you getting it that way? I'm trying to slow down so that you... Oh, now, what we are doing, we are reasoning, we are thinking. Religion will not allow you to do it. So if you're a religious person, you will not enjoy what you want to say. But those that want to enter into God... I remember when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, there was one thing that popped. He said, I, I told myself, I will, I will go into God until I touch his eyes. <laughs> My God. Now, so before God became creator, and I want to open your eyes on something that will shock many of you. Hmm. So that you will know the God that we are serving, eh? the true God, the true God Himself. We don't know Him. Yes. We actually don't know Him. I'm telling the truth. Oh, I'm telling you the truth. And this is this thing, what I'm about to say right now, many of you will get confused. But you need to know that is the truth. God was God. And I've, I've been telling you that the word God is not the name of God. God is not a name. It is a terminology. God is not a name. Are you with me? So using capital G for God does not necessarily mean that. <laughs> that is the name of God. No, no. Whether capital or small, that is not his name. God is not a name. Because the Bible even told us that we human beings, we are gods. Mm. And in fact, it is not only God that is God. There are other gods. That is why Moses said, among the gods, who is like this? So there are gods. Are you following? So then what is God? What is a God? This one, I don't have time to teach on it because I've already taught on that. Go and download my message of the mystery God. You will now understand. When I was talking about God and gods, you will understand and with one of these days, I will take time to go into the gods. You enter into some higher dimensions in the spirit realm. For you all to understand. But I want you to know this. Now, when you read the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible said, in the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God created. The word God there is the word Elohim. Elohim. And I've already explained things to you that 
Anytime you, you see a Hebrew word that ends with I am, it means it is plural. That means it is he's speaking of plenty things. Are you with me? Good. So anytime you mention Elohim, you are not speaking of you are not speaking of only one God. No, 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 no. You are speaking of a group of beings. <laughs> you are speaking of a group of spirit beings. Are you following? And the Bible said in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. So even the heaven, the creation of the heavens and the earth was made by a group of beings, not one God. This is where the problem will start. <laughs> this is where the problem will start. I know many of you will start fighting with me in your minds right now. That is the main reason why if you are using creation as a means of not believing in God. In fact, your mind and your brain is very small. <laughs> because God is beyond creation. The God that the God, the God that the entire universe is in his hands, he is greater than creation. So even before creation started, God stretched himself and made certain beings and called those beings the Elohim. And he gave them rules and regulations. And he began to create the worlds through them. You need to know this. So when you go to heaven right now and you make mention of Elohim, it is not the one that is sitting on the throne. No, 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 no. It is a group of beings. When you say Elohim, certain spirit beings in heaven will, will, will pop up and they will stand in front of you, not only one. Meanwhile, the one that is seated on the throne will still be sitting on it. <laughs> so the question is, who created the heavens and the earth? I know it is God. I know. But how did he create it? Through the Elohim. That is why when we speak, Many of you will not get what I'm saying until you go to heaven. And I pray that one day, God will carry you there to show you the secrets of his creation. If you get to know the beginning of creation, you will know how creation will end. Because many of you, the problem is, you don't know how creation started. And that is why you don't even know how it will end. If you are here and you think when somebody dies and goes to hell, that is the end of the person, your, your knowledge is small. You need to know more into the scripture. That is not what the Bible actually says. Even the Bible that you are holding, God doesn't say that. So how, where did you get that knowledge from? Who told you that when somebody enters into hell, that is all? Who said that? Huh? Even hell as a place has an end. Even hell has an end. How much more those that will go there? The Bible said, then death and hell were thrown into the lake of fire. So hell 
was thrown into the lake of fire. Hell or hell. But you think that when somebody goes to hell, the person will be there forever. It, nothing, it will not end. Come. Ah, 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 ah. And you see, it is because we are not ready to study. If you make up your mind to know and that you search, you become like the Berean church. You be a noble personality. You want to search. Not every day what somebody will tell you. No. Sit down and study. Let the Holy Ghost be of help to you. You will know that most of the things that some of our pastors are telling us, they are not entirely true. And the moment you believe that, you reduce your work with God to a certain level. You can never move forward. I'm telling you. You can never move forward. There are still people who believe that you can only go to heaven when you die. Because of that, the, the door to heaven has locked for them whilst they are on earth. Whilst men are jumping into heaven every week, knowing the mind of God, God is unveiling things to them, secrets, kingdom mysteries. Huh? A man would just, you know, open his eyes like that and look into the eyes of a woman that is demonized and the demon will get out immediately. And you, you are shouting, come out, come out, come out. Nothing is working. You think it is just by shouting. People have been to places in the realm of the spirit you have not been there. You think it's all about putting scriptures in? No, 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 no. I want to show you something. The Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers. There are certain beings known as principalities. We have godly principalities and we have ungodly ones. These are not demons. No, 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 no. Principalities are not demons. <laughs> Can I shock you by something? I want to say something that will shock many of you. Okay. It is very difficult for a principality to possess a, a human being. It does not work like that. That a principality will possess. No. A principality can speak through a human. Even though he is not present in the faculties of the man. I don't know if you are all getting what I am saying. Okay, let, let me just say it this way. Some, have you realized sometimes you are in church and maybe the prophet is praying for a certain lady, then a certain auntie somewhere that is working against the lady will manifest through the lady. Have you, have you experienced things like that before? Good. It does not mean that the auntie is in the lady. No. At this point, they have called the spirit that is behind the predicament of the lady to speak. But there are demons that can, you know, they can be in a person's body and torment the body. They possess the body. Principalities are not like that. Because these are beings that control nations. One being controlling a whole nation. Can he enter into one man? It is not possible. Satan does not have that knowledge. 
It is only God. Are you following? So when the principality manifests, those people, I want you to know this, we don't sack them. Relax. <laughs> don't think far. Listen to what I'm about to say. Some of you will not understand what I'm about to say. Those beings, we don't sack them or cast them out in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I know many of you are already confused. Those who have journeyed through the spirit dimensions will understand what I'm talking about. Now, when you hear, when you meet a principality, no, we don't mention Jesus. At that realm, who you are in Christ is your reality. They, they are the ones that will say, Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. They will mention Jesus to you. Paul, we know. Jesus, too, we know. Who are you? At that moment, who you are is what speaks. Not, not in the name of Jesus. No, 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 no. Don't make that mistake. It does not mean the name of Jesus is not powerful to conquer. No, that is not how God regulated it. Are you with me? It is the main reason why I'm telling you that we don't just the name of Jesus is not a cliche is it? in the name of Jesus. Go out. No, 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 no. You will get to a point where it will fail. And it is not the name that has failed. You are the one that has failed. Ah, even these normal witches and small, small spirits, look at the way some pastors suffer. Say, get out in the name of Jesus. Me, I'm not going anywhere. I said, get out in Jesus. I said, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> hey! These small, small spirits. How much more a prince? So if these are the beings we are wrestling with, how then are we going to conquer them? Let me tell you. I want to give you a certain spiritual secret. There are some demons, even if it will sound it will sound some way. I don't know how to. This one it, it, it will be for only school of ministry people. <laughs> there are certain spirits, some demons. Oh no. I'm not I'm not led to say it. May the Lord have mercy on us in Jesus' mighty name. I'm trying to let you understand this. That before creation, God had his own name. He was not called God. And in fact, when you check the word God in Genesis chapter 1, it is the word Elohim. And the word Elohim actually speaks of a group of beings that God in his pure state created out of himself are you with me 
then he made the rest of the universe through them. So when you go deep into Jewish studies and into the mystical dimension of the scriptures, they are known as the Sephiroth. The Sephiroth, don't worry. Later you understand. I'm just trying to let you know. Now, when God wanted to create the universe, he sat down and said, I'm stretching myself into three dimensions. I'm calling one part of myself the Father. I'm calling another part of myself the Word. And I'm calling another part of myself the Spirit. Now, understand that as I'm talking about these things, creation had not yet started. So when God stretched himself into these three dimensions, he began to allocate assignments to each of the dimension of himself. Now, before creation, then he said to the Father, there is something we want to do. It is called creation. It is called the world. Now, in this world that we are going to create, we will do this, we will do this, we will do this. Definitely, we are going to create a certain being called man who will be in our image and likeness. And that man definitely will sin against us. So when that man sins, I am going to send one part of myself, which is called the word. Then he will go to another place called it, where I will put the man that I created. The moment that word gets to the earth, it will change its name and become my son. So even though right now it is called the word, but in creation, when it comes to the earth, even to set men free from the sin that they sinned against me and themselves, he will be called the son. The son does not necessarily mean that I have a wife and I've given birth to it. No, it is a term that actually fulfills a certain agenda of God in his creation. And he said, because the entity called man that we are going to create is the one that will be the ruler of all the realms and spirits and beings that I will create, I want to create that man in this pure state called... <laughs> I don't know if you are all following Good, good. Now listen, so all these plans that God was having for creation, he actually, that actually is the destiny, what God wants to achieve. So even God, he has a destiny. When I plan something ahead of myself and I say, I want to achieve this in the next 25 years, I have set a destiny ahead of myself and I have to follow every simple rule to get to the place that I have actually designated for myself. So in the creation story, God actually created a destiny for himself that he wants to fulfill. Now, so the creation of man and everything that God wants to do in creation, God gave it a name. And the name of God's creation from beginning to the end is called Christ. Don't forget it. Christ. So anytime you hear the word Christ, your knowledge about what Christ is 
is actually what will help you in your work with God. Christ is not just somebody that came to die for you to save yourself. Keke. No, 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 no. Christ is the entire knowledge, entire destiny of God. And whatever God wants to fulfill in creation is called Christ. Christ is the destiny of God. Yay. It is this thing, if you understand this one, you will be helped. I'm telling you. How many of us knew this? Few. Few people. Few people. Now, so if Christ is the destiny of God, now, we understand that when God stretched himself into three dimensions, good, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit, we all know that when the Word came to the earth and became the Son, because when the Word became flesh, that was the Son. Now, when the Word became flesh, which is the Son, the Word of the Lord told us a name that the Father gave to it. And the name that the Father gave to me was Christ. Because when we read the book of Matthew chapter 18, the word of the Lord said that a time came, Jesus gathered his disciples. And when they came, he asked them, who do men say that I am? And they started speaking, oh, some say you are Isaiah the prophet. Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are this. Then he asked them, but who do you say that I am? All of them know him to be Jesus. But immediately the Bible said they all became quiet. And Peter spoke and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. So the Son of the living God is the Christ. And the Son of the living God, which is the Christ, is actually God's destiny. And it is that destiny of God that every other destiny picks its source from. That is the reason why. If you don't know Christ, you are nothing. Because it is Christ that gives meaning to your life. He is the destiny of God. And anyone, that is why he is the way. Because the, the word way, the word destiny, I've, I've taught on this before. Destiny is a pathway. Are you following Good. Destiny is a way. And the destination is the end of the way. So if Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Now, he's speaking of something here. He's speaking of the way. The only way to where? To the Father. He said, no one goes to the Father. So the Father is the destination of Christ. Because Christ is the way. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. You need to know this people of God. The Father, so Christ is the way or the destiny, the Father is the destination. So now, if you are in Christ, then you are on the way. Where are you going? You are going to the Father. Not necessarily heaven. But you pass through heaven. 
Because there are some people, if you don't mention that they will go to heaven, they will stone you to death. Hey! Because how many that's when you know in heaven? No matter how we are struggling on this earth, a time will come, we'll go and rejoice in heaven. <laughs> it is true. It is true. But that is not your end, my brother. <laughs> let, me, let me show you something. Where we are going, in fact, the Father has deeper parts. Hmm? The deepest realm of the Father that all men are seeking for is called the heart of the Father. The heart of the Father. That is the deepest realm a man can go to in his walk with God. When you go to heaven, you have not... No, 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 no. Oh, Jesus. I wish... There are people who are, who are on this earth. They are not yet dead. They are on this earth. They have been to heaven more than 200 times. There is none like them. Get, get what I'm saying. Get what I'm telling you. Ah, people have been to heaven. You have read books of people who went to heaven and they wrote what they saw. I've been to read books like that. Even myself, not to speak, to lift my shoulders. Even me, myself, I've been to heaven for three times. Three times. Three It's not about going... No, 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 no. You need to know this. You can go to heaven like, like myself. Huh? As I've been there by the special grace of God. I can come back on this earth as I'm here now and still misbehave. I, I hope you know that one. Yes. Because heaven is not necessarily God. We are going to the Father. The Father is our destination, not heaven. So you are not like me. I don't want to step on anybody. I want to make heaven. I want to make heaven. Leave me alone. Let me make heaven. Be there. There are people. Go and read the book of Revelations. The Bible said Jesus wiped the tears of the saints that were in heaven. So people were in heaven and they were still crying. People were in heaven. They were still crying. Think of heaven there. That's what we were told. That hey, that place, there is no night. There is no weeping. Everything is joy. Adino <laughs> Varikias. Even when you go to heaven, there are dimensions, there are realms in heaven. There are people who have been in heaven for, we don't even count time and age according to heaven. But when we use it in our, you know, in our sense, some people died and they entered into heaven. As if we count the time in our natural you know, environment, it's like 80 years, still they've not seen God. They've not, they've not even met some angels, they've not. They're in heaven. No? You think heaven is like just one room that you, you, you see everybody there? No, 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 no. Even Ghana, some of you here have not even been to Accra before. But you are in Ghana. Some of you are in Accra. You don't even know where um, Osu is. You don't even know where the... Um, <laughs> you want to go to heaven and you are seeing God everywhere. No, 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 no. No, don't, don't listen. 
Who taught you that? So that many people, they don't want to do anything. They don't want to study nothing. But the whole body is waiting to go to heaven. Don't waste your destiny. I'm telling you. Don't waste your destiny. Because there is more to God than heaven. May the Lord help us. In Jesus name. Amen. So you see. This world was created. For one dimension of God. Called Christ. And that is the destiny of God. So the world was made for Christ. It was made with Christ. It was made through Christ. It was made by Christ. And it was made for Christ. So this. <laughs> that is why. Let me show you what the Bible says about the end. So all that is happening on this earth from creation till now. Is actually a matter of Christ. That is just only one part of God. Only one part of God. In creation. That is when God started. When God decided to create. That was when he stretched himself into the three dimensions. Only one part of him called Christ. Is what the whole universe is for. So the Bible said. A time is coming. When Christ will hand over the kingdom to his father, then the end will come. So there is what we call an end. The end is not hell. The end is not heaven. The end is when the kingdom will be given to Christ. Then Christ will now hand over the kingdom to the father. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 23 and 24, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 23 and 24, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 23 and 24, if you have it, you can post it here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 23 and 24. Good. The Bible said, But each in his own order, Christ the first fruits, then those who are Christ's own will be resurrected with incorruptible, immortal bodies at his coming. After that, the end or completion when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has made inoperative and abolished every ruler and every authority and power mm. but each in his own rank and turn Christ the Messiah is the first fruit then those who are Christ at his coming after that comes the end when he delivers over the kingdom to God the Father. So you see, can I can I say something here? 
Can I say something here? Now, the word of the Lord is speaking of when Christ is returning in his glory. We all know that Christ will return, right? I hope we all know that. Good. The word of the Lord said, now, you need to know how he will return. Anytime you hear of the returning of Christ and you are afraid, it means your pastor is not helping you or you are the one not helping yourself. In the word of God. There is no way a believer should be afraid. Of the coming of the Lord. Like how? Do you know. That there are a particular group of people. They are just. They are in a hurry. They love his coming. They love the appearance of God. And those people. The Bible said. God is going to give them something. You know, there are so many dimensions of rewards that God, Christ, will give to us the day of his return. Now, when he is returning, there are, even the believers will be grouped into different parts because we are all not the same. Now, the Bible, there are certain people, you see, as we are here right now, there are people, they are just, oh Lord Jesus, come. Oh Lord, they love his appearing. They just want to, they just want to see the Lord. They love his appearing. And those kind of people, there is a crown that is reserved for them. The Bible said, in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, the Bible said, Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me, at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love is appearing. So those that love the appearing of the Lord, the Lord will give them a crown. But this crown is called the crown of righteousness. There is what we call the crown of victory, the crown of glory, the crown of life. Now, all these crowns have specific people that God will give to but those that love the appearing of the Lord Jesus, they will receive the crown of righteousness. Mm. Now the word of the Lord said, when Christ appears, the moment he appears, he's coming to reign with us. Those that are dead in Christ will rise first. Then we that are alive also together with them, we shall be changed in our bodies. Then we'll begin to exhibit the glorious nature of Christ. Then whilst we will rule for a thousand years, then in the rulership, after the rulership, the word of the Lord said, after all powers, after all authority and rulers have been dealt with, Christ will now hand over the kingdom to the Father. Then the end will come. Now, the end does not mean you will all disappear and you will all not be there anymore. No, that is not what the end is all about. It means Christ has been finished. Because Christ is the destiny of God. Now, when we get to the Father, the Father is the destination. 
So once we get to the destination, we are done with the journey. A new journey must be started. I don't know if somebody is getting what I'm saying. <laughs> My God. I love, I love the word of God. So you see, let me open your eyes on something. Many of you still don't get it. <laughs> when you know how that is, that is the main reason why there are some people, as I'm talking to you, till Christ returns, they will not die. The Bible said it. They will not die. Some people will be alive till Christ comes. Don't, who told you that everybody will die in this world? Who told you? When the Bible said it's appointed unto man to die once, he was speaking of the death of Adam when he ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that God said he would die. So he died and we all were dead in him. But when we received the Lord Jesus, we were made alive. So if it's appointed unto man to die once and after death judgment, go and ask Enoch why didn't he die? You need to have understanding about what this you see that is why we don't jump from one only take one verse of scripture and you form a whole doctrine out of it you will get confused and you will be destroying your own self let me tell you something child of god hell is there heaven is there but none of these places are the end none of them none of them is the end of the end of the human race or not there is nothing like that Heaven is not the end of a Christian. Hell is not the end of an unbeliever. No! That is not the truth. Now, can we go further? Okay. And I want to... This whole universe that God has created, hmm? many of you will start, you will not get what I'm about to say. This earth, this earth that God has created, oh Lord, help me as I'm about to say this. If you go deep into scriptures to understand, anytime the Bible makes mention of the earth being ruled and the earth was, you know, many of you, and the, the moon was darkened. And the sun was like blood and all those kind of things. They are just apocalyptic languages. It is like saying to a It does not mean go and buy bread and throw it into the um, the river and wait for Dachi. You will not get any bread. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. It is trying to speak to you in a certain way. The soul and you shall reap. Is that not what it means? Yes. So why is it that the Bible makes mention of the moon is darkened, the sun will be like blood, it will turn to this, and you think that is exactly what will happen literally? Go and study the book of Revelation very well. 
Anytime the Bible makes mention of this, they are apocalyptic languages. They are symbols. They have meanings. When we're talking about、um, my star will shine, we spoke about the darkening of the stars. Does that mean that the. You see, you need to get this. May the Lord help us. Let me say one or two things about the end. Then we, we go. We move on to the mystery of a woman. I'm about to say some few things about women. If you're a man, you need to open your ears and listen to me very well. The Lord will help us. Now, there is one thing that God has made. It's called the lake of fire. It is like a sea of fire. And that fire is what purifies everything. Everything that God has ever created that moved outside the path of Christ will definitely pass through that lake of fire. In fact, everything will pass through the lake of fire before it goes to God. So, we that, are, that we are going to God will pass through the lake of fire and now appear before God. The lake of fire is there for purification. Are you following? But it is not everything that will be put into the lake of fire that will be purified. Because some things are like gold, some are wood. When you put wood into fire, it will burn, it will not be purified. But when you put gold into fire, it will burn the, the debris in the gold and purify the gold and let it come out pure. Are you with me? That is to say, there is nothing in God's creation that will be lost. Even hell will not be lost. And I'm about to say something heavy. Even Satan will not be lost. He will not gain his original place as Lucifer again. Because when he enters into the lake of fire, he will be burnt. And when he burns, the remains of his burning. Is actually the very atom that God used to create him. So it will go back into God. So everything that did not obey Christ, when it passes through the lake of fire, it will come out as the, the atomic structure, the very core thing that God used to create it. Then that thing will go back into God. God will never lose anything. But those that obey Christ, when they go through the lake of fire, they will not come as atomic structures. They will come out as giant beings that rule with God in the next rulership. That is why believing in the Lord Jesus Christ now is great. <laughs> so, this is the end. Let me, it's just a picture I've painted for you. So, those of you who are preaching, using hell to, to scare people, that is not the gospel. We, we were not called to use hell to scare people. Yes, indeed, there is hell. But that is not the gospel. Are you with me?
Yes. Teach men. We are called to walk like God. We are called to walk Christ. We are called. What the devil is doing is to stop you from walking like Christ. He will deprive you of the grace, the power that has been deposited in you. Pull yourself away from him. Be cleansed by the blood and begin to walk in God. Begin to manifest the life of God. Oh my goodness. We are not saying, stop your sinful ways oh, so that you don't go to hell. Oh. Hell is there. Oh. That, is not, uh, that is not. When did Jesus start preaching hell? The only thing he said was that repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And what is the kingdom? It is the empire of God. The place where we live the very life of God. It is the place we carry God's language. We begin to speak. It is the place we begin to walk like God. So even as we are in Ghana right now, we are walking in God's kingdom because the Holy Ghost is at work in us. We speak the language of God's kingdom. And that is the reason why, even when something is about to happen to somebody tomorrow, because we are in the kingdom, we have an upper hand over everything. God can unveil it to us. We can see it and we can stop it. And even when the enemy has hijacked good, good things from people, because we are in the kingdom, we can see it and lay hold of it and return it back to the people. This is the kingdom life. That is what the devil doesn't want you to know. He wants you to be poor, thinking that all you need to do is to go to heaven. Poverty has caused many people to put forth their hands into the food of iniquity and they did not end up even in heaven. If you go out to preach the gospel in this way right now, you see the number of Christians that will stone us. You will see the number of Christians that will stone us. What are you preaching? What are you saying? <laughs> May the Lord help us. Now, some of you in church, anytime you hear of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, now we are machine. We are Listen to me. Eh? When God tells you to stop fornication, it is not because of hell that He's telling you that. I'm telling you. It is not because of hell. Hell is a non-entity in the sight of God. Mm. There is something that is much more tragic than hell. This is one. Listen to what the Bible said. He said, all the sins that a man will commit, he does them without his body. But he that fornicate sins against his own body. He didn't even say you sin against God. You sin against your own body. What does it mean to sin against your own body? <laughs> you are sinning against your own body. I don't want to go there. It is one of the greatest thing, greatest evil you can do to yourself to sin against your own body. Because your body, let me tell you this. Listen, anytime you look at yourself in the mirror, put this let this be your mindset. Anytime you look into the mirror, the one you are seeing, don't think you own yourself. And I, I, I think I would it would really be of a good 
advantage if you say this is God's body and not mine. I don't have a body. This is God's body. Fasade will share with you. You will see manifestations. Listen, it is not like something that will just cross your mind once. No, 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 no. You need to, you need to brainwash yourself with this one. Huh? When I lift up my hands, God has lifted his hand. This is God's body. This is God's body. Do you know God, the owner of the entire universe? This is his body. He dwells in me. He dwells in me. And he works with my body. When I speak, God speaks. Now, when this thing becomes your reality, you will know your character will move according to the way of God. This is one of the easiest ways to break addictions and sinful acts from your life. Because when you think that this body is for you, oh, you will do worse things with your body and you'll be in trouble. And that is what we call sinning against your own body. And if you sin against your body, it, it, it takes something out of you. May the Lord help us and grant all of us divine grace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Some of you, when you got born again, the churches you attended, uh, they did not help you. But the Lord is helping us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And it's only when your soul is longing for deeper knowledge, you will know that sometimes the knowledge you are looking for is not in your church. Don't let them use religious religiosity to keep you in the church. Are you with me? If you leave a church, you have not left Christ. Hear me well, oh. Hmm. We'll be there. Don't let anybody. Hey, you have left the church. Hey, you have left. You have backslided. Listen to me. If somebody said, if your church cannot change you to be more like Christ, first look at yourself if you are not the one allowing yourself. But if you are allowing everything and the knowledge of Christ in the church is not to a certain level and your heart and your soul yearns for more, my brother, leave that class one and move to the next level of your life. Oh yes, God, churches are like schools in the spirit realm. Mm. They are in grades. There's a particular church when you enter, <laughs> the more you try to know and go deep in knowledge, the more the church in herself begins to expand in knowledge. You can't even exhaust the knowledge that is in the church. And that kind of church, any time you go there, there is this push that you get in yourself to know more of God. Some of you go, when you go to church and you are so relaxed and free as if you know everything. This is why most of these small, 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 small churches, you go to the church and one elder has lifted his shoulders as if he owns everything. One deacon 
things he owns everything in the church. Betty said, He has sorted them, said, Master. Didn't say, Bunu, sorry, them, sir. May the Lord help us. Some of them give me the, the church, their family property. Family property. May the Lord help us in Jesus. Let me pause here and speak on the mystery of a woman. People of God. I want you to know that a woman is a mystery. A woman is a mystery. I'm telling you, don't joke with women. Can I say something? God bless you, Leticia. God bless you. Listen to me, child of God. First, let me speak to the men. Listen. The Bible said in the book of Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible said, And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived. And Adam knew Eve. And Adam knew Eve. And Adam knew Eve. <laughs> Can I say something here? And that word new actually speaks of when a man has intimacy or sexual relations with his wife what what does he mean hear me if Let me say it this way. Knowledge. 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 In its true sense. If any person wants to know much more about the universe, it is in a woman. Yes. That is why the Bible said Adam knew his wife. So the woman is supposed to be known. And the man is the one that must know. Are you getting it? The man must know, but the woman must be known. So anytime you want to know something, that which you want to know, is higher than you. Uh, I just want the men to understand this point. This is why when a man is on heat to have intimacy with a woman, his thinking faculties are broken down. Bam! And my men, my men understand what I'm talking about. Let me tell you this. There is nothing. Ah. 
there is nothing in God that the Spirit of God does not know. Hope you all know that. Let me give you a certain scripture. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. I want different versions. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. I want to break it down. If you are here and you don't respect women, from today repent. The Bible said, or what for what person knows the thoughts and motives of a man? except the man's spirit within him so also no one knows the thoughts of god except the spirit of god now listen to this one you will not know what is the thought what is inside a man except the spirit of the man no one knows but the spirit of the man knows and the bible says you will never know the thoughts of god except by the spirit of god are you with me? That is what he said. In From verse 9 and 10, he said, But as it is written, Eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. I want to say something. But it will sound some way. But if I'm talking about a woman, I need to say it. Can I? Okay, now there are two dimensions in knowing God, acquiring knowledge from God. Two dimensions. I've taught on this before. The first one is called revelation, and the second one is called mysteries. So we have the revelations of God and the mysteries of God. Now, the revelations are the heights of God. The heights. Are you getting it? And the mysteries of God are the depths or the deep things of God. Are you following? Good. So let's take the knowledge of God as a tree. Hmm? The fruits on top of the tree are actually known as the revelations. And the roots that are deep inside the soil are known as the mysteries. So do you even know? Can I say something? It will sound so weird, but let's take it like that. The main reason why the woman's genitals is like a hole and that of a man is like a stick is because the man is on the revelatory dimension 
and the woman is on the mystery dimension. And the mystery is the deep things. So you need to dig deep. If you know this one, it will help you to understand who a woman is. Some of you are already confused. Are you getting it? Oh, you need you need to know this one. You need to know this. Okay, good. Now, with this basic understanding, I will not say it again. With this basic understanding, a woman actually was made to reveal the deep things of God. The mysteries of God. And a man is a revelation of God. A woman is the mystery. And a man is the revelation. Now, revelation is quite different from mystery, but they, they all meet at one point. It is like starting a circle with a compass from a point. The same place you began is the same place you end. But when you are standing at the beginning and the end, you have two path, pathways. You can pass left or pass right. Are you following? But you know, you are coming to meet at one point. So man and woman are actually gravitating towards one particular point. That is why the Bible says that the man and the woman shall become one in marriage. So revelation and mystery will end up at a particular place. So the place where revelation and mystery meets is the exact place called the beginning and the end. It's a point in God. Now, are you all with me? Good. So a woman is a mystery. And the mystery of a woman will now let you know the deep things in God. Because there are things in God that are not easily known. Hmm? You need to dig before you know. Unlike when there is a tree and you can just see the fruits. You know, the revelations of God. There are some of the revelations that are is like you can easily pick them up and all those kind of things. But the mysteries of God, you need to dig before you know. So when you see a man, I'm talking about the male version of humankind. When you see a man, he is a revelation of God. When you see a woman, she is a mystery of God. Now, you, the time you would need to know God out of a woman is longer than the time you would need to know God out of a man. <laughs> no many of you are already getting confused but I'm trying to let you know this a woman is according to God God said God actually made a woman according to the way of the Holy Spirit 
Yes. That is why God calls the woman a helper to the man. And also, He calls the Holy Spirit a helper to mankind. So, just as the Holy Ghost is, a woman is. And the Bible said, it is the Spirit of God that searches the deep things of God. So, it is the woman that actually is an embodiment of the deep things of God. You will never understand being born again until you understand how a woman gives birth. When we say being born again and you look at a man, it will, it, you will be very confused. Until there is a woman, there is no born again. And who is the woman that gives birth to us? Are you following? If you're a woman, hear me. I'm not what I'm talking to you about is not motivational. This is not motivational uh, messages that you go out and say, Me, I am a mystery. Me, I share. No, 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 don't, don't, don't. <laughs> I'm not motivating you, I'm telling you who you really are. Now, when you come to know of that, there is what you are supposed to do. Are you with me? Good. So now, when you look at a tree, the roots that are known as the deep parts or the mysteries are hidden from the eyes of men. But the fruits can be seen. Sometimes it's only some leaves that will cover it, but you can even see it. What is God trying to say? Women were naturally made to hide. That is why, even when a man wants to marry a woman, he must search for the woman. So the Bible says, he that finds a wife, you will search and find the wife. Women were made like gold. You will not find gold on, like on the floor, like stones. No, they are hidden under deeper parts of the earth crust. They are hidden in rocks. You need to dig, risk your life. That is how mysteries in God are like. If you want to know the deep mystical secrets in God, you put your life on the matter. Are you with me? That is the reason why. If you want to love a woman, <laughs> my brother, don't joke. Are you with me? You see, this is the main reason when a woman becomes a bad woman, she's very dangerous. I mean, very women can hide. They were made to hide them because they are they are mysteries. They are things that are covered. A mystery speaks of a hidden thing. They were made to, they, they are covered. That is why when a woman hides something, even under her own bed, sister, brother, you can lift the whole bed and search everywhere, you will not find it. But when a man tries to hide something, ah, 
Even the man now can tell you that. Made the key na she pillow na she. In country will be a hand one of So when a man, even when the man decides not to talk to you about where he placed the key, when you enter the room and you are going close to where the key is, you, you start seeing some facial gestures, you know. You start seeing some shoulder apps. Then you know that no, I think where I'm going, that's where the key is. You can quickly catch the man. But the woman, oh, she will not do anything. These beings, <laughs> if you want to know God more, hmm, let me give you one secret. If you want to know God more, and if you want to know God's mercies, if you want to experience the compassion of God, Love a woman well. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm telling you. If, especially, especially those of you that are married, eh? treat your wife eh? like an angel. It will look like God has overlooked your wrongs. I'm telling you. I didn't say it, that is how it, I said it will look like. But a woman, when a woman, look at naturally women are hidden beings. They love to hide. They love to hide things. So when, the, so when you read through the Bible, there are so many dimensions of women. The Bible makes mention of a strange woman, an evil woman. A whorish woman, an adulterous woman. There are so many dimensions of women. But the one known as a strange woman. Eh? Any woman that is foreign to your destiny is a strange woman. Clear her off your way. How do you know that? You first need to know your destiny. Then you will know the kind of woman you need to bring into your life. May the Lord help us and grant all of us grace in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. If you are a woman here, listen to me. Never try to fight with a man, especially on the side of heights. You will not get there. Are you following? That is why this thing called feminism is a spirit from the underworld. Where God has called you to be, stay there as a woman. That is where your flourishing is. Never ever in your life try to fight a man. That's what men can do, women can do better. 
it is actually a, the voice of foolishness. It is to let you know you don't know who you are. What men can do, women can do better. Where did you put your brain? Huh? Be the woman God has called you to be. Let him be the man that God has called him to be. Why are you trying to? What is the problem? It's a spirit. If you are not careful, you will destroy your destiny. The man is supposed to love the woman. The woman is supposed to submit. The problem is when the man cannot love well, submission too cannot be well. Because submission is a function of love. The man is the first person to love before the woman submits. Naturally, that, in fact, that's what the Bible said. It's the same way that for God so loved the world, then we believing in God's Son is our submission to Him. If He had not loved us, we wouldn't have submitted. So if a man, listen to me, love the woman well, then you will see her submitting. You can't be treating a woman like a slave. And you still want her to submit. That is not called submission. That is slavery. So love the woman. And how do you love a woman? It is not a feeling. No. It's not that when I saw you, my heart skipped a bit. You are lying. You would have been in the coffin by now. The, the, the very day I saw you, I don't know what happened to me. The very day I set my eyes on you, I couldn't sleep. Meanwhile, that night, it was your mother that came to pour water on you and said, Stop snoring, stop snoring. No, you are the only mango on my apple tree. Hey! That's not how we love a woman. If you want to love a woman, you need to know her. Mm. And knowing a woman is one of the most difficult things in the world. It's like trying to know what is in darkness. That is because women are hidden. You need, to, you need to dig to know who a woman is. Because these are beings that can be crying for no reason. Hey! They can be laughing with you right now, now, within some few minutes. Wabble up. Sister, what is it? I don't even know. They don't know why they are angry. They don't know. And if you are trying to use their state as ways and means to address them all the time, you can never stay with a woman. You need to understand that certain seasons in a woman's life, she will go haywire. That is what you, you are supposed to do. Even if you like talking, said day, that moment, don't talk. Especially when they are in their period. And also, 
when they are pregnant. Zuzuzagadayatas. <laughs> one, one, one man told me about his pregnant wife's experience. Hey! Around 1 a.m., the wife said she would eat wachi. 1 a.m. Say, hey, 1 a.m., where am I going to get it? Say, if you don't get it for me, I will die. Hey! As <laughs> I said, as I don't believe anyone can know women. They are too complex. As I said, 1 a.m., wachi. So the man had to sit in his car and just drive through town looking for Wache to buy at 1 a.m. It was around 2 a.m. there that he came across a certain woman that was preparing Wache at dawn. So she, he begged them and said, Please, I know what I'm doing, so I beg you. My wife won't. The woman said, Hey, no, we don't do it like that. He begged the woman. And、the woman did that. It was around 3 30 there that the woman finished. He, he took the food and drove to the house. When he got to the house, it was around 4 a.m. The wife was asleep. <laughs> She woke up around 8 30 and he said, Please, you're watching. He said, The corn will be my wound. Hey! Some of you young guys here, <laughs> if, you, if you don't have a car at that time, where? where? <laughs>、uh, put your hands together for all the women on this platform. May the Lord help and strengthen all the men. You don't know what is coming. <laughs> the Lord help us. And the Bible said, Adam knew his wife. I pray that the Lord will grant you the ability to know your wife. On the side of intimacy, mentally, psychologically, and on every side. In the name of Yeshua, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' mighty name. God willing, tomorrow we are going to continue with the mystery of woman. I just gave the introduction, and God willing, tomorrow we are going to continue with it. God willing, this night at exactly 12 a.m. GMT, we will meet for priesthood times.、So、we'll make sure you join us. The Lord bless you. And keep all of you strong. I pray for you that every good thing that God has in stock for your life that has been hijacked in the realm of the Spirit, let it be released into your hands in Jesus' mighty name. I declare that from today, the favor of God will come on you like fire, it will burn all around your body. Any man or woman that sets eyes on you will be compelled to do you good. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let the faithfulness of God be made manifest in your life. You will not struggle in the name of Jesus. May the Lord help you and open great doors for your life. If you are believing God for the fruit of the womb, this is your season as a woman. 
carry your miracle child in the mighty name of jesus may the lord open great marital doors even for every woman that is believing god for marriage in the name of jesus he will testify of the goodness of god the lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the lord jesus i pray that financial doors will open those of you i pray that the lord will flood your minds with business ideas that business you will start will flourish in the name of jesus i pray for real estate developments i pray oh god that cryptocurrency will bless your people in the mighty name of the lord jesus any good door that must be opened for them tonight i declare it is opened in jesus mighty name amen god bless you and keep all of you strong we shall meet this night at exactly 12 a.m gmt in the mighty name of jesus shalom please if you want to um get the message right after here i'm going to upload the message you can go and download it and um, state the lord is going to be a great blessing to you if you want to know more go and um download the message the mystery god it will also help you if you want to support the work of god the number is 0240312551 keep supporting god's work shalom bye bye